0: Did you know the average person spends 147 minutes daily on social media? Whether you're trying to make your first sale or you've been open for business for a while, it's good to find more ways to market your business on social media. Social media has given businesses and brands a platform to engage with customers. Instead of just nurturing relationships with current clients, you can use them to find and convert significant leads. Listen in as Timothy Hughes discusses the benefits of social selling for businesses on the Dominate Your Market podcast. Think about how social media can greatly improve your company's effectiveness and give you a competitive advantage. Welcome to the Dominate Your Market podcast, where we interview leaders, CEOs, founders, and high-impact business development professionals to get their insights on how you can grow your business efficiently, build an amazing company, and still have a life. Today's guest is Tim Hughes, who's the co-founder and CEO of DLA Ignite, and the co-author of the best-selling books "Social Selling: Techniques to Influence Buyers and Change and the second one, which I love the title by the way, "Smart Marketing: How to Achieve Competitive Advantage Through Blended Sales and Marketing." We will talk about that. Welcome to the show, Tim.
1: Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. I mean, really excited. That it, it's it's I, I'm really um, really flattered to be invited on here. Thank you. No,
0: no. I, I, it's great to have you on. You're on the other side of the pond, which I, again we have another international guest. Yes. So yeah, that's
1: uh, by my accent. No, I'm not from. No, from no, a, no. I thought you were
0: American. American. I thought you were American. Yeah. yeah. No. But uh, no. But uh, your books intrigued me when I came across you on LinkedIn. You know, there's lots of salespeople. We know that, right? And there's lots of marketers in my in my genre. But when I saw the titles of your books, I was like, okay, you got me. You got me interested. And so I thought I'd have you on, and uh, I'm looking forward to dropping lots of bombs for our listeners. Uh, Most of our listeners are CEOs of small to mid-sized businesses, so kind of keep that in mind. And um, But before we get going, anybody that doesn't know you, give us a background on where you came from and how you got to where you are now.
1: Yeah, um, thank you. Um, So I'm a salesperson, and I've been in sales now for 25 years. Uh, My background is working in high tech. I used to work for a very large US um, software company, um, so understand the the way that business works in US and across Europe. I had a, a number of um, pan-European um, roles, um, and back in about probably about 2014, I started getting bored with selling accounting systems, and and I was kind of looking for something new. And my manager said, "You need to get into this social media. That you know this is this is you know where everybody's moving in this way." And I put it off for six months. Then I set myself up on Twitter and started to enjoy it. Um, And then things sort of like went on from there. So um, um, in 2015, I met the person who was the co-author of my first book, um, Matt Reynolds. Um, And we had a cup of coffee in London and he he basically developed some software. And he said, what should I do? I said, well, no one will understand it. You, You need to write a book. And he said, "Will you do it with me?" And I said, "Yeah, happy to do that." Thinking I'd never hear anything again. He said, "Well, I've written five already, so I know people at Cogan Page. I'll oh. ring them up." Oh, so within three months, I had a book deal, and 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 it was like you know, you write it in. We wrote it. Was it? I can't. Anyway, it it came out in um, 2016, um, and that was the um, first one, the white cover social selling techniques to influence buyers and change makers, which has been a bestseller. I mean, I mean. Wow. It's it's sold and it's sold and it's sold. And of course, during COVID, the sales went up. So even though it was written in 2016, um, people were still buying it. But the feedback was it's starting to feel a bit old, and I agree with it. So Kogan Page contacted me and said, um, will you do a second edition? So um, the second edition has come out. Um, and that came out um, at the end of well, beginning in November in the UK and the end of the November 2022 for the US. Um, so um, I'm heavily in promotion mode with that.
0: Yeah. Well, so that it, gives give you
1: some idea of where I've come from. And- yeah, I love it. I'm love
0: there. it. Well, and I will say I do like the yellow cover book because there's I don't know if you see that one right over there. but There's another yellow yeah. cover book right there.
1: Right I, I, yeah, we we thought it was a it's a nice pattern interrupt, you know, in terms of you're scrolling through so, social media and you're going boring, 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 boring. What's that? Right. Um, and 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 I and they pitched it to me, and I said, yeah, we'll do it."
0: Well, you know what's interesting is my favorite color of all time, and anybody who knows me knows this is orange of all time. Wow. It's ener- it's energetic. It's just since I was a little boy, and then I went to you probably don't know the a uni- lot of the universities in and the U.S. but I went to Oregon State um, University, which is the Beavers, and their colors are orange and black. Go figure. So the book, I, I, I tested out orange and black. I tested out orange background. And, and then all of a sudden, my designer showed me this yellow one. And I, I've never, ever liked yellow. I've never used yellow in anything in my life. But that book, the cover, jumped out at me. I was like, whoa, look. And then the bold you know my bold lettering, it just you know. So for any of our lit, your, the listeners out there, dominate your markets. My book, and it's very almost the same kind of yellow as Tim's, but mine's maybe a little bit brighter. But um, I love it. The yellow book. Let's go. Let's go. So I, I want to ask you about um, your sort of. And I I sent you a message earlier today, and thank God you took you responded the right way. Um, you know your accolades, right? Like top this or top that talk about that a little because um very impressive and so talk about that and I just tried to get a screenshot of it and I thought i screenshotted it but talk about some of those accolades that you've had you know top social seller things like that because I think our listeners I, I want them to hear sort of kind of where you're coming from with your background
1: okay so um the the accolades that I have are all measured based on social media influence, um, and and so um, what you'll see out there is lots of lists and lots of lists out there are quite often mates put lists together or they're uh, they're affiliate marketers so they're all yeah, associated yeah. with a particular company. The, these are all based. My, what my accolades are based on actual influence. Um, so I'm I'm the number one social selling person in the world based on influence and have been since 2016. Um, and I can I can run new reports on brand oh, 24 to show you things like that. It, it's interesting because my company one of the things that we do in my company is we help people transform and we get them active and and be um, act, act, active on social on social and, and digital. And one of the things that we show them is actually the top people who are um, in digital selling because of the top, I think 15, I think we have 11 of the places. Um, And so this is actual influence. Brand 24 also came to me quite recently and said, I was the 16th most person in the world based on influence to do with marketing. Now I'm not a marketer. I, I know a lot about marketing, but I'm, I have no marketing qualifications. I've only dealt with marketing. Part as part of certainly my role now as CEO of DLA Knight. Um, so um um you know these are these are these are these are accolades. Now the measurement of this quite often takes place on multiple um s- social media platforms. Okay. So for example, I'm not wedded to a particular platform, whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter. The, the key skill that the that, that business leaders need today to talking to your audience. Is to be able to walk digital corridors and have digital conversations. Mm. So this is not about, you know, le- learning LinkedIn is really is is important. But you need what we do is we teach people how to be social, how to be digital, and what we do is in in the third module we teach we teach people a little bit about Twitter, and what happens is you get an aha moment, which is we go this is what you did in the first two modules. All you're going to do is take take that and put it onto Twitter you basically so it doesn't matter what the mod it doesn't matter whether it's instagram tiktok or whatever, it's just about being social um and and therefore what we do is that we we show people how to be how to use social and use it as a way um to generate pipeline and to generate revenue um that's always been the fundamental point about my books about the company this is about um increasing revenue so generally through social selling program our methodology, you'll increase your revenues by thirty percent, and you'll reduce your um, sales cycles by forty percent. Um, now that that's that's using that's using our stuff. It's, I don't know about anybody else's, but that's using us. And what we've done um, with is social is make sure that um, uh, people see it as a structure and as a methodology, um, and we 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 do that throughout the, throughout the the, the books. And through our, our the way that we work, which is um, and then what we do is that we teach people that. So when people come and see us, what we're gonna do is teach them how we work. Um, so we're not we don't have something else over here that we teach you. What you do is you learn what we're doing, and that is is part of the methodology that we transferred out of our various heads and put into the process.
0: Interesting. Um, one thing I want to talk about real quick is you you brought it up a couple of times, Twitter. So Twitter, you know, obviously, you know, I must bought it. And, you know, a lot of people are on Twitter. So I joined, you know, being a marketer, I joined all the social platforms very early, very, very early. Right. And I got, actually, I got my name, Mike Peterson on almost all the platforms. That's how early I joined, which is cool. But so Twitter, I've got 11,000 followers on Twitter. Right. And they, they are real. They are real. They're not bought, nothing like that, but I get I'm not consistent on Twitter, but I want to, I want to, I want to, maybe I'll even selfishly pick your brain a little tiny bit, but open up the mind of the listeners as well. So you say Twitter. So for me, I look at it and I'll do a post and I'll hashtag and all of that. Zero, zero, nothing. No, not one like 11,000 followers. Now I am not consistent on Twitter, the platform. Um, I don't sell, but I'll, I I might promote uh, a podcast. Yep. Or, or I might promote maybe uh, an article I wrote on my website, something like that. So tell me how you feel, especially Elon Musk recently buying them. How do you feel about Twitter? And let's talk about our listeners, CEOs. How do you feel about Twitter um, with you know a CEO of a smaller, mid-sized business?
1: Um, well, I think really what people need to look at is digital relevance, um, you know, what we're seeing at the moment, I mean, if you if you look at the way that most people sell a market today, it's all based on what we did in 1980. It's based on interruption. So I phone you up, I interrupt you, and I pitch. I send you an email, I interrupt you, and I pitch. I place an advert, I interrupt you, and I pitch. Oh, that's so true. Uh, I, and, and what you'll find is that if you actually listen to your heart is we're all pissed off with it. We've had enough. Um, and all people use use social for at the moment is to basically do what they've been doing since 1980. I would agree, which is which is in effect cold calling on a social network. Which is they'll either connect uh, and then pitch, or they're pitch as they're connecting. It's spam. It's not social selling. And I, and and so what we have to learn to do is actually understand what being digital means and the relevance to that. And a lot of that is harking back to understanding that social media is social media which means being social on media so um uh the the mistake that people make often with um social media is that they do this um we come to social media and we do what we did in all of the other um channels which is come and say buy my product because we're great and of course everybody says that yeah so the moment yeah, yeah. and you got to remember just just, just the, remember, remember the feeling that you get when you get cold called or you get Horrible. spammed or whatever Horrible. it's 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 a fight or flight it's a it's what, what happens inside here. us it's a fight or flight and so what happens as soon as we see that on social media we just scroll past it so what we're looking for and 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 actually the data bears this out is we're not looking for brochures and brochure wear and people telling us how great they are because we know that they're going to say that. And if we want that, we'll go to a person's website. Now, HubSpot says that the average person goes to a website for between two to four minutes. The reason for that is that we know what a website's going to look like. We know it's going to say how great you are. We're not interested in that. We're just checking to see that you have a pulse. Maybe you have a, mm-hmm. a, um, an office somewhere, and we can see that, and, and that's what the two to four minutes is about. We're doing that. We're doing that in our ourselves when we're actually on social media. So um, the, the the combination of all that is that we're not. We it's it's it's, it's an old cliche, which is don't sell. The, the what what we want is actually someone to help us we want insights now this doesn't sell, actually a lot of people go oh yeah well, this slows the sales process down it doesn't it actually speeds it up so so there's a lot of people who are saying no what we need to do is spam the world we need to spam with uh we need to hold over uh, BDRs to spam out in mails we need to be making calls you are basically destroying sales and destroying your company. That's not the way that the world works anymore. The world has, so so what you're doing as a business is working in the physical analog world by sending out emails, by by making calls. The problem is your buyers have all transferred to the digital world. So, you know, most of the, there was some uh, report recently that from IDC and SAP that said that 67% of buyers basically spend the 60% of the buying process on digital so if you want to find modern buyers stop it stop being in the physical analog world and move to the digital world and being digital and playing by the digital rules which is not to spam people the 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 the, the, the thing that you the trick here on social is the the word social, which is about having conversations. So what you sell, what I sell, and probably what the listeners sell requires us to have a conversation. So what we need to be doing is going to social media, social media, and having conversations. So again, a mistake that people make, they think social media is what we're gonna do is we're gonna post content, and we're going to we're going to post a tweet and what we're going to do is everyone's going to go isn't that amazing they're not what we need to do is that we need to be posting to generate conversations because conversations create sales so this you know billions are being spent on employee advocacy tools and or employee advocacy programs which is about spamming out content mainly brochures and brochures where that no one's going to read and the problem is it doesn't generate conversations. So we do this, um, introduction to, um, social media presentation to, to people. And we always give this particular, um, uh, example, which is where one of my team took his son to the beach. Now you will have seen pictures like this on LinkedIn, uh, where he's, uh, it was during COVID. It was his son's 16th birthday and they went to the beach and he took some photos and put them up on social media. The difference. Is that a lot of people will post those photos and then they'll disappear and they'll be counting, maybe how many likes or comments they got. How many likes? Yeah. Yeah, but what 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 we have is behind it is a methodology that allows you to harvest those those likes and comments. So when Eric posted that picture of him and his son on uh, uh, Austin, he got. Um 184 leads, he got six C-level meetings, he um he got um two proposals and one purchase order. And it took him 10 minutes to do. Now the the, the point being is that if you're not doing this, you're losing out. Um and then we get comments from clients saying, why isn't everybody else doing this? This is like free money, because the difference is, is if you go to social media and go buy my product because we're great you're just the same as everybody else, everybody else you're yeah. just noise you know you, we've all gone through our, our linkedin and gone boring 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 that's interesting like you came and saw my book um and I'm sitting here um and and, and this is the this is the 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 difference there's a um uh famous quote on the film spinal tap which is it, it, there's a thin line between clever and stupid Mm. Um, and, and, and what we have is this, um, this whole industry thinking that it's about the tool LinkedIn trainers, that it's, um, uh, that somehow it's about posting content. It's not, um, that somehow that this takes a long time. It doesn't, you know, you and I have never met before today. You know, we had, you found my stuff. You said, that looks interesting. Would you like to come on my podcast? And we're sitting here. Um, and. Um, you know, I'm sat in front of CEOs where they say, I don't believe this social saying and I say, so how do you think I got this meeting? And they go, isn't that funny how you do that? Like,
0: just how do you think who we're talking right now that, you know, it's interesting because, um, and I had this discussion with a a podcast guest two days ago and it it wasn't about, uh, I've done so many podcast interviews. They all crisscross around, but it got to the point of, um, CEOs not seeing the value of being active on social, right? And I could say all my clients give me a lot of pushback. Like, I don't have the time. I, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna get in there and do it. But these are CEOs, right? And they're they, So I do want, and I wanna ask you this question. So they're running their companies, right? And, and the clients that I work with, you know, five to $20 million companies, smaller companies, you know, 10, 50 employees, something like that, right? But they're still running their companies. And they're like, post on LinkedIn. Why, why would I do that? so what would you say to those ceos and would you what tips would you give them in the sense should it be them creating a mini personal brand for their company on their own linkedin or should they have somebody doing it for them whether it's on their team employee on site or god forbid you know all these linkedin ghostwriters out there now
1: um i get asked this a lot and unfortunately the answer is if you don't understand How's, why you need to post on LinkedIn you don't understand business today. Uh, uh, and um, uh, I'm sorry but um, you need to get your fingers out and do something about it so in my um, in my third book uh, I've got the CEO of Cyberhawk, um, which is a drones company small business um and they have the whole of the C-suite on on social media uh and they're all posting why because they need to be digitally relevant. We have yeah. we we've agreed that the the, the 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 buyer today, so the modern buyer, the modern job hunt job hunter, the modern investor, uh, are all on digital.
0: Yes, I agree. So, yep. so
1: your employees, your prospects, your customers, um, your future employees, your investors, and your future investors are all on social media, and it's not relevant. You you don't think that you need to be relevant for? Them. Of course, you do. So, so Cyberhawk, Chris Fleming, and it's in my it, it's in my social selling book. Chris writes a piece about why it's so important to be on social, and it's important because they're gonna they're going to IPO faster at um, a higher rate because they're active on social media. Mm. The only way that they've been able to double the the number of employees in their business is by being on social media. It has a, a direct effect in terms of the revenues that they're creating. Now, when you look at the when you look at them as an organization, and this includes the CFO and the CIO, what it looks like are people that you could do business with. You know, it's yeah, not human. it's not it's human. It's not a bunch yes. of CVs. You know, I've looked at CEOs and it's like, you're looking for a job. The, the way that you've written it, 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 you know, it's 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 it looks like a company you could do business with, and they have got into um so they do drones on pylons and on oil rigs, and they have got into companies they could never get into. Crazy. Purely because they've been able to, they, they look like a, a business you could do business, and people have walked towards them. So Namos Consulting, which is a, a small business who's an Oracle reseller, we've we've trained them as well. Um, Chris Mason, the CEO, tells a story about how um, what we've done is that we so, so we do we do we, we train train people and do three things. One is to get people a biocentric profile, so profile so they look good on profile. Not a personal brand; it's about looking good for your buyers. So you get people go. That's intriguing. That's interesting. The second thing is about having a network and wide as varied network. And the third thing is having content because we know that buyers are looking for that content. So we've got we've now got a sales team at Namaster, sort of have all of those three things. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that pe- people actually go, I think that person could help me. And they walk towards them. And then there was a conversation that took place between the um the buyer and the salesperson, just like any other conversation that you would have. And and what that translated in is, is into a $2.6 million deal. Um, and they've subsequently taken another half a million dollars out of them. Now, um uh, is are, are we are we are CEOs saying they don't want two point six million dollar deals, or they, they're not they don't want to double their uh, but, you know? So we've got another another client, um, which is um, uh, a company in uh, Cambridge, and um, uh, they've actually stopped spending money on recruitment ads yep. and recruitment consultants, which is a big big spend. Why? Because they're active on social and people are walking towards them, the modern job hunter and saying, Do you know, I like what you actually are putting out there. I'd like to work for you. Yeah. And exactly. so what they've done is that they've changed the way. So this isn't just about sales. This yes. is about the ho- this is about using social strategically and transforming your organization in sales, in um, um, in procurement, in HR. And it's about using social and the and the modern buyer and the modern job hunter to actually go, do you know that's the place I want to work, or do you know that's the company that I'd like to buy from? And this is transformational, you know, people walking towards you for a job or people walking towards yep. you and saying, I want to buy stuff. This is how transformational it is. And this is why CEOs it need to be on. Now I'm gonna tell you this. There's a Chris Fleming from Cyberhawk did this two years ago. He transformed his business two years ago. That means that if your business is not um, uh, uh, is not on digital, and your C suite are not on digital, and you're still arguing about whether you should be on digital or not, you're two years behind. Uh, uh, and if your competition getting in front of you, you're toast.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting yes is- you know, I've got a development team that we've built over 500 business websites, right? In the last 15, 20 years. So, and I would like to say that I'm pretty highly knowledgeable about website usability, conversions, all of that, right? How to build a website to convert. But one of of the, the biggest issues I tell CEO clients is I'll get on their website and they're nowhere to be found on the website, even on the about page, right? So this kind of dovetails right into social,
1: and so, so it says I've been I've been doing some prospecting today and I've been on a number of websites and I usually go on the website to find their LinkedIn page. It also gives you a view if they're how yeah. social is. So social and there's people that and you can't even that they're, they're not even on. They don't even have their LinkedIn page on their website.
0: Well, it's interesting because I'll do a screen share and uh, I've done this hundreds of times with CEOs. Um, and I'll pull up their website, you know, and most of the time the websites are terrible anyways, right? They're not written for the consumer. They're not written for solution oriented and all the, all the above. But I'll go to, I'll say to the CEO, I'll go, do you know the second most visited page on a business website, the about page, Hmm. right? Statistically. And they'll say, "I, I didn't know that. And I said, okay, well, let's go to your about page. And they're watching me do it, right? Boom. Go to the about page. They're nowhere to be found. Really nothing's on the about page. I said, so I just let you know, it's the second most visited webpage on a business website. You're not on it. Your team isn't on it. Really nothing's on this page. And they go dead quiet on me, right? Well, that would be- <laughs> so, well so, so here's the dovetail to that. The dovetail that is, I call it hiding behind your website. As, as a business leader, you're hiding behind the website. Well, then take that to social. So now let's take that off the website and put it right onto social media platforms they're nowhere to be found. They're not active. They, and they'll say things like, well, I've got a LinkedIn and I do another screen share. Here we go again, right? I boop, pull it up and they've got no banner image. They got an old, terrible picture, profile picture. I said, this thing looks 20 years old. It doesn't look like you're even in business right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, I, I haven't seen this thing in 10 or not 10, but I haven't seen this thing in three or four years. And, and so now that the narrative with them is way different.
1: It's let's get a good pulse. It's, it, it's, crit- it's a business. It's a it's a um uh, It's business critical to be active on on social media. I'm not going to say LinkedIn because I, it's it's important that you're walking the digital corridors and having digital conversations.
0: Well, and when when you um, when you said you're not going to talk specifically about LinkedIn and marketing, we always say be where your ideal customer hangs out, mm. right? And so, and that that makes that's that's common sense, right? I mean,
1: yeah, fish where the fish are. So, and they're all on digital. So, why yeah. are you still using all these analog and physical things? I, I don't understand it.
0: Well, and I'll tell you another thing too to add to this. This this is, this is very fascinating to me. But I think people want they'll enjoy the conversation we're having. So, when you think of uh, the digital part, even it's so interesting to me that um, if people aren't on digital. I feel like in sales, it's like the opposite of what it used to be. So everybody hardcore cold calls does all this outreach, right? Cold outreach. Now we want them to go to the digital side, but in most sales situations, I've seen it firsthand, there is still a human component that even when you get them to digital, you want to get off digital, have a zoom call, have a regular phone call to close the deal. Because most deals, in my humble opinion, it's the conversation. You're not going to close it on You're not going to close it no. on LinkedIn.
1: No yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely not. And I and I and I don't understand. what... you know, it's, it's 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 you use social media to get a conversation, and um and it's the conversation that drives sales. Um and yeah, I totally agree. And and yeah. that's what you should be doing. You 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 connect in a way which is. Buy centric, so not here's my product. Um, and buy my product because we're great. Right. What you're trying to do is get a conversation where you ultimately, um, um, well, both, you both. What you're trying to do is get them off social and right. have a proper conversation. Conversations drive sales.
0: Well, it, 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 well, you just said it again too. Conversations drive sales. That's yeah. that's critical because um, I think a lot of people, even these young hustler, um, I call them kids because you and I are older. older. These young, you know, they'll get on. They'll get on
1: I had a difficult paper round.
0: <laughs> so, so they will get on social and just hammer the pitches, right? And, and they'll they'll go a hundred a day. They'll get software that's blowing it up. They'll do all this stuff, and then you know, the question is, how's that working for you? Whoa, well, oh we're getting five, you know, five five appointments a day. Well, how are those appointments turning out, right? Because they're just doing this blanket, you know, automated stuff that's not really. It's so not effective.
1: It's, we had um we had Brent Adamson on um one of our podcasts um the other week. Brent is one of the co-authors of the Challenger Sale. Um and he said that um there's a lot of IT companies now that believe that they're, that they're they're at the cutting edge of selling. And he said that they, he, he believes that they're actually selling like it was 10 years ago. Um, you know, having all of these um sdrs basically um pumping out in mails pumping out um emails pumping out calls all of those things is and and for me it's actually i think it's 40 years old i mean you know i cold called in the 1980s um and um because that's what you did um but things have moved on and you know we've agreed and the data shows that the buyer has moved on to digital now um i don't know about you but uh, um i'm really um i'm really bored with all the uh, cold outreach um, and um and i and i suspect the um, the buyers are and if you look at it um, if you look at the 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 data you know email marketing has a 98% failure rate cold calling if you for, so that's a figure from hubspot um, a figure from Salesforce shows that cold calling has anything between a ninety eight and a ninety nine percent failure rate um and um and so anybody who's going now to the board and actually saying so this year's our uh, our strategy is is cold calling an email and they go, okay, well, so, so what's the likelihood that we're going to do our number Well, it's a ninety eight percent failure rate on both <laughs> cases. it's <laughs> career suicide. I mean, now, maybe at all i i know someone who um and it's okay it's it's only one person they said that they were able to get a 98 fa- 98% failure rate to 96% failure rates by spamming people now all they were able to do was spam their network which is actually quite small so but back- gradually what they were doing was pissing people off as the, and and at some point there's an end to your network um but he seemed to be really happy um, with getting a 96% um, uh, failure rate. You know, we're getting ROIs of 10,000 to one. Um, you know, we're transforming organizations. We're getting $2.6 million deals, like I talked about earlier on. Why? Because we're doing what what, what what people want, which is to be social on media and by driving conversations, just like we're having today. And that's fundamentally different from what everybody else is doing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I love when you say being social on media. I mean, that's a great way—a very simplistic way of letting people know. Listen, it's—it's it's having a, it's like having a coffee conversation, right? Over coffee, it's very casual. It's there's no pressure. It's so interesting to me the social media because I've been on it forever, right? And I've and, and I've, I've I've been the aggressive guy. I've never been the pitcher guy because I I know not better not to do that. But but I've been the guy my personality is aggressive. Anyways, the book, if somebody reads it's like, Whoa, shit. It's pretty intense, right? It's like there's vibrations in that book. But with that being said, being social on media, that if people can take anything from this podcast, that right there, be social on media, be on the platforms where it's more relevant for your ideal market. Right. But I want to, I want to, I want to take a little move over now to marketing. So, I, I'm, I'm personally, yep. I'm personally a sales and marketing guy marketing more than sales, but, but you have to sell when you're in marketing, you have to do them both. Right. So talk about marketing, not so much, you know, we'll give you a chance at the end of the podcast to promote your book. So we don't want to talk about promoting the book right now, but talk about marketing for a minute. I love that. I love the idea of, because I think businesses moving forward in 2023, you better get sales and marketing working together for sure.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's that, which is the, um, I think it was back in, um, 2018. I think it came out in 2018, which is, um, so there's, there's three authors of it. So there's my business partner, Adam Gray, and a friend of mine, um, friend of mine, Hugo Witcher. Um, and we were talking about, there's this conversation that sales and marketing should come together. And someone came up with the terms marketing, um, Dan Tyre at HubSpot claims he came up with the, um, the, the term, um, and um, which is about bringing sales and marketing together. I think if we w- wrote the book today, we would call it RevOps and, re- and, and Revenue Operations um, because, again, that has a, ter- a term about giving bringing sales and marketing together. And really what we did with the book is that we took um, – it's actually based on a, um, a case study though we can't say what company it is. Though if you look um, up, my, me and Hugo, you can see where we used to work. Um, and um, it's we had a situation where we had sales and marketing, and they were at war with each other, you know, throwing exactly. rocks over email. Um, and um, it just wasn't working. And over, uh, um, over 18 months, we basically brought the, the two bits together they're not under one person. They still are yeah. separate organizations. Um, and we went and, and in the book, we go through about why you should do that. Like having a common language, you know, what is a lead? Cause you know, you sit in meetings and some and you always get the, well, the, the MP, MQLs are rubbish and, you know, and all of that. So how can we get that common language? How can we work together? How can we be running things that, that um, do things that actually work um, and not do it to, to tick boxes or, um, um, because it's someone's got an objective to run it, um, and then we've got a chapter on why things can go wrong, um, and the, the political things that go wrong, and we've got a chapter on how to measure it and things like that. So um, you know, it's kind of what everything that we think that anybody who wants to bring those organizations together, it's you know, it's a it's a kind of a workbook to know about all those things, what and and the good things and the bad things. So
0: what what can it from, from this podcast to drop some value. What can a CEO do? He listens to the podcast. He hears terms like marketing sales and marketing. He goes back to his team. What can they do like immediately to just get a, to almost like shift their mindset, right. To get it to where number one, I would be like, I'm getting both, both, both groups in, in, in a room. Right. Yes. Like, really. I mean, cause common sense says everybody needs to be communicating on the same page and like you said same messaging everything needs to be cohesive together and i think in most companies it's not it's it's broken well, we, we
1: we had we had a situation where um we had marketing with its own set of objectives strategy going off and doing something sales with its own set of objectives own set of territories going off and doing something else and we had a, a what would now be called a a BDR team, uh, so a cold calling team in Dublin, which basically was measured completely differently and had a different set um, of territories. Three
0: different things.
1: So you've got three different things with three different types of territories. And you'd get, you know, at the beginning of the financial year, you'd go to the people in Dublin and say, this is how we're organized this year. And you go, oh, that's really interesting, but we're organized differently. Um, So um, um, so the the idea, and this is really the idea now, if people are watching this they need to go out and look at the and look for a search for the term revops or rev uh, revenue operations um which is about having one single revenue generating strategy and under that having a number of objectives and measures and governance and so you can have and that if you're thinking about the world of um IT and SaaS that's actually a complete um, life cycle, which is you—you'll probably have marketing, you'll probably have sales, you'll probably have customer service, you'll probably have renewals—all actually have an impact into the revenue up into that organization, and it's about making sure that that there's a um, there's a single strategy. Now, this is not about a takeover of marketing by sales or sales by marketing. Um, th- there is. A term which is a chief revenue officer, which currently quite often tends to be um, a sales leader, but actually in in a true RevOps form, it would be somebody that is, um would own the strategy for the piece. And you'd actually have a different sales leader and a different marketing leader. And that's kind of what we're saying in the book. And again, it's about having the measures, the governance, um, you know, looking at the sales cycle, you know, if we haven't got enough pipeline this quarter, what we're we going to do? You know, and making sure that everybody's talking to to each other and there's a and there's a connection between the two. Because if there isn't enough pipeline, okay, how are we all the resources going to sort that and have that conversation across the organisation rather than necessarily just throw it over the wall to marketing and say sort that it's not enough pipeline. Going to you know, how can we all work together to do it?
0: Well, and and I think a lot of times you've got sales pointing fingers at marketing, marketing pointing fingers at sales, and then and then the CEO is like, well, I mean, it's out of control. It's completely out of control, yeah. and that's very common. And it's it like very common. how can you know? So CEOs listening. Um, so the takeaways from this podcast, which uh, I'm so glad I had you on. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was great. It was great, and I hope everybody buys your books. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to go buy them. I don't have them. I'm buying them right after, after the podcast. So I'm going to
1: go and buy them as well. I'm
0: well, and you should go buy mine. You should go buy mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Dominate your market. But so the two things, so we've got social selling and the CEOs really need to embrace that because you, you said a couple of key phrases, which everybody is on digital. Why would you not be on social if everybody's on digital? So all the CEOs and leaders that are listening to this podcast Go go to your LinkedIn. Go to your Twitter. If you don't have one, create the dang thing, and then go model people like you. Go to your Twitter. Go to go to people in their industry that maybe have a Twitter account and go. Oh, that's how you do it, right? And don't don't ever plagiarize anybody. But that would give them an idea of how they could at least set up their Twitter profile, how they could set up their LinkedIn profile. So if anybody can take anything away from this podcast, social selling, get on those platforms, create create. Some thought leadership on those platforms, right? And I I discuss
1: it. I discuss it in the book. Um, If they want to know how to do all that, it's it's in here.
0: There you go. There you go. Okay. And then, so marketing, same thing. Sales and marketing have to work together. Going into 2023, all the leaders out there, come on now. This is not a war. This is not a battle. We're on on the same side. Oh my God! Everybody's working for the same company, so let's support each other, collaborate together, and you'll have a successful company. So between social selling and marketing, this podcast was amazing. So thank you very much. Thank I you. do appreciate that. So now, if people want to get a hold of you and find out about your books, give us some website addresses. Give us any contact information you feel comfortable giving.
1: Okay. Um. So um. The uh, my third book, social selling. Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, which is the second edition with the nice yellow cover. Um, You can get that on Amazon Worldwide. And marketing: How to Achieve Competitive Advantage through Blended Sales and Marketing, again, is on Amazon Worldwide. Um, And uh, to find me, I'm Timothy or Tim Hughes on on LinkedIn. Um, So they they probably should be able to find me. I'm Timothy underscore Hughes on Twitter. Uh, And our website is DLAignite.com.
0: D-L-A-Ignite.com.
1: D-L-A-Ignite. So Delta Lima Alpha Ignite.
0: Ignite. Okay, perfect. And I will go to my Twitter and follow you. So you'll, you'll see a quick follow in Thank a second. Um, yeah, well, it, and you know, I'm going to probably get in my Twitter and just play around a little bit and just see, because I, I have 11,000 followers. I mean, it's not like I've got a small Twitter yeah. account.
1: No, it's 11,000 followers is a, is a platform, but you need to be consistent. Yeah, for um, sure. Sure. The, the, the the thing with um twitter is it's a very fast flowing um uh social network so um a tweet lasts i think uh, people say about 15 20 minutes um, so wow. so whereas you know if you post something on linkedin it kind of lasts all day with twitter it's a, it it is very much at this fire hose of stuff basically going by so you do need that's to be that's crazy wow you do need to be um uh, you do need to be consistent. Um and it's one of the things that we teach people in this, we we do, as I say, a 30-minute part of, of our overall social media, social selling and influence course. We do a part on Twitter, partly because they can understand what it means to be social rather than just thinking it's about all about LinkedIn, but it's also about understanding some of the mechanics of of Twitter.
0: This has been amazing. Tim, thank you so much. And um, Just a pleasure having somebody, uh, another very well-known person across the pond on my podcast. Love that. Love it. And uh, thank you so much, Tim. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You've just listened to the Dominate Your Market podcast with CEO, business consultant, and author, Michael Peterson. Growth-minded CEOs hire Michael to explode their revenues, build an amazing company, and create a transformational mindset that encapsulates growth, success, and ultimately, happiness. His book, Dominate Your Market, is creating quite a stir in the marketplace. Go to DominateYourMarketBook.com and get your first chapter free.